Jesus Christ, Doc, you disintegrated Einstein. Disintegrated Einstein. Einstein. It's a mini-sode. Hi, it's Frida. And it's Abby. It's mission catch-up time. What does a science podcast do with a story spanning 27 movies? Make a mini-series. We're talking character and story development, over-the-top action, and of course, science plots that get more and more extreme. Join us as we delve deeper and deeper into the Marvel Cinematic Universe in ways that destroy Frida's brain cells one by one. We will make a believer out of her yet, or she'll go full Thanos and snap me out of the pod. (laughs) We are on episode one out of five of our Marvel miniseries, starting with Iron Man 3. Coming off the back of the Battle of New York, Tony Stark is trying to survive in the grips of fear and anxiety. Those moments falling through space have induced sleepless nights and panic attacks. Working away in his man cave doing what he knows best, building Iron Man suits, is his only solace. He's clearly suffering from PTSD and decides he needs to take on the evils of the world. His target? The Mandarin, a warlord (sighs) bent on total destruction of civilization as we know it. Or is he? <laughs> Frida. Iron Man 3. Yeah. Did we survive it? Mm. Are you still with me? Yeah, the twist was very clever. Yes. It was so clever. I was watching it with someone who had seen it before. Mm. And he just remained dead silent with all my <laughs> comments. I was like, this is kind of like a racist character. <laughs> it's like super i don't know i was like making all these comments and he's like mm, could be. Mm. It, it was very i thought it was original and clever mm. and i'm sort of feeling like yeah like i i have this pattern now where i'm losing faith in the movies and then like three quarters of the way through the marvel movies i'll be like oh okay fine <laughs> You know what you I mean? Said that it was in, like that with the Avengers. Yeah, you said that in Avengers, how you were like, I yeah. see the formula now, I get it, and they're not yeah. going to trick me. They're not going to pull me in. I'm not falling for it this time. <laughs> and then you said it got to the Battle of New York, and you were like, okay, that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I'm also beginning to see that Mar- what Marvel films are. They're like these big, expensive romps, and mm-hmm. they usually have a couple of things to accomplish. Right? Yeah. Like they need to accomplish a few points for the wider story. So this movie, these were the points that I decided it accomplished. Iron Man's no longer a superhero. Mm-hmm. Pepper Potts is now a superhero. Mm-hmm. And there's a kid and maybe the kid will come back. That was like the three things I decided were accomplished by the film. Am I correct? <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? Do I have a point? I mean... No? No, on all three points. (laughs) Fuck. I don't like, I could, I was trying to think like, how does it spoil? And it doesn't spoil because the whole thing that, like the whole thing that bugged me about Iron Man 3 is the fact that he fixes Pepper Potts in the end. Like he fixes her. It just never comes up ever again. This whole like her, oh. her superpower thing. Yeah, he fixes her and she no longer has those powers and it's never a thing that ever happens again. <laughs> oh. And um Okay. Yeah. And I and I just yeah. I, there, it's not a spoiler to tell you the kid does not come back. <laughs> he was a cute kid, but you're not gonna see him again. <laughs> I thought the number three was like risky that I was making that point, but I was like, you never know. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. 
So Fine. wrong. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. I think the point for me of this movie was to... So it's a part of the... Do you know what? Let's talk about the cast because actually I'm going to talk about the evolution of Stark in the first question. So, all right. Is there... Oh, okay. First, my name's Trevor. Trevor Slattery. Can't do his voice. Ben Kingsley, basically. Can we talk about Ben, ben Kingsley. Kingsley and the beauty that he is? Yeah. I adore him. Sure. It was funny. It was so funny that they had him there because he does a funny thing of playing so many different races. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so, like, that's Ben Kingsley's thing. He can play any race. So <laughs> the fact that they had him as this, like, racially kind of dupe, like, dubious you, like, he's, characters. Um, it's like, it's, it was always, it was like a meta joke. I think I, t- I took it as a meta commentary on Ben Kingsley's career. Did, it, it's, did you see the SNL opening recently that Oscar Isaac did? Uh, he oh, had, he's one of them too, isn't he? Yeah, he just had that little opening where he like, and he says his full name and it's like Oscar Isaac something Hernandez and he's just like, but for some reason if I just, he was like, but if I drop the Spanish sounding ones then that means that I can play and basically he just lists like the different characters he plays in terms of like different ethnicities but then still be Timothy Chalamet's dad. And it's just like, it's very good. Like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a few of them. The New Zealand guy. Oh yeah, we've seen your, him a couple of times. Your love. I always forget your, his name. It? I know. Oh my god. My love. How could I? I can't forget Kurt his name. Something. Curtis. Curtis? Cliff Curtis. Cliff Curtis. There you go. And it was a CC. <laughs> All right. Anyway, yeah. So I, I just, yeah. Ben Kingsley is fabulous. We could talk more about like that, those bits. Um, but that is. Best, definitely for me, the absolute best bit in the whole movie. My name's Trevor, Trevor Slattery. Um, Guy yeah. Pierce. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it took me a while, but just what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so he was in the beginning, he played like, a, you know, you couldn't recognize him. Yeah. And then he comes back as Guy Pierce. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. He's a crazy, <laughs> he's a crazy villain. Okay, tell me what you thought. I love Guy Pierce. I don't know. Yeah, crazy. I was just like, I was like, okay, cool. I, I, he was, he's just. I mean, he's a classic villain, isn't he? You know, nerdy guy fixes himself and gets rich and famous, and then comes back to kind of, you know, it's the it's the guy at the high school reunion. You know, the classic American story. Nerd gets picked on. Yeah. Grows up, becomes billionaire and super attractive, comes back and is like, I'll show all you guys. So, yeah. It, yeah, it was kind of stupid in the beginning. He was like, hey, Mr. Stark. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it was very the, the guy's like, get, get away, nerd. And it, yeah, it was like, oh, I wonder if this is going to turn up later or not. Uh, he, he was pretty great. I, I have him. Yeah, I mean... There's a question that you're going to ask me later on and some of his okay. shit is an answer to it. So let's just wait. <laughs> okay, Mia the botanist. Fucking hell. That character. <laughs> um, I have a bit for her later. Okay. Um, cool. I found the conversation between her and Pepper Potts to be the most stupidest (laughs) it was like the dumbest conversation I've ever seen in my life where they were like girl don't be so hard on yourself (laughs) 
I'm just so like this, and you just are you just doing your best? Don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> but <laughs> it's, it was it was crazy. I, I wasn't yeah okay. I wasn't a huge fan of okay, her that's whole thing. <laughs> um, I did like the little twist thing of it that she wasn't like because because they could have just kept her as that you know she comes and she's Evil. trying to be helpful and she's all and then it was like no she's actually. <laughs> She's pretty fucking determined in her own shit. She doesn't care about anybody else. So I thought that was good. Um, I'm still giggling about how dumb her conversation with Pepper yeah. Potts was. It was like they were talking as if it was like, um, you know, I was late with an assignment or I'm just like this week I was really just lazy at work and I could have done better. It's like, don't be so hard on yourself. Don't be so. That was the vibe. Like, What are you guys talking about here? Terrible things. Okay, okay. Experimenting on people. <laughs> Setting off explosions, killing lots of people. And Pepper Potts is like, it's throwing me hard. So... <laughs> okay, moving on. Right. Do you have any other character any other like cast that you want to bring up? I've got one more person that I need to say, but before I say it, do you have any more? No. Okay. It was only so you remember the bad guys, right? So not just the guy Pierce bad guys, but his his main henchman dude. Yeah, the people. It was that only were when it around. got to the end credits that I saw that it was James Badge Dale of Spectral. Of course. I didn't fucking realise the whole way through. And then oh, the really? credits and I was just like oh, I know James what it is. Badgedale. <laughs> what do we say when someone can't comes back? Ceramics? <laughs> <laughs> D, what do we say when someone comes back? Ding, ding, ding. Oh, yeah, sorry. And I'm supposed to put it on a list somewhere that I've not been keeping up with because there's a lot of people and it's really hard. I need to write a program. This is the nerdiest thing I've possibly said. I have to write a fucking program to be able to keep track of who's reappearing in the movies that we watch. Basically, <laughs> I'm going to. This is something I'm going to do in my life. Anyway, do it. You Are there have any no s- time. You're, I know you have no know, time. But yeah, do time. it. Go for it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not volunteering. I do all this stuff in my life and then somehow for like an hour each day, I actually do my PhD. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Are there any scenes you want to pick up before we get into the questions? Um, I think I highlighted that one already and there's some a few scenes that'll just sort of pop up to right. the questions. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just like, there's one bit that I like, which is just um, happy where he goes, you breathe fire. Okay. Just liked, I just enjoyed that and I really liked the scene where he rescues all the flight attendants in the Iron Man suit and then he lands on the bridge and then the truck hits the Iron Man suit and you realise he wasn't in it I just thought I just liked that I just thought that was a good kind of mm. you know it was mm-hmm. like oh rescue scene I enjoy that yeah anyway it was cool okay question number one where are we well it's more of a discussion topic where are we in the story and where are we with our character development and our dynamics of what's going on with who we've got here so we are talking about the evolution of tony stark and iron man so you mentioned a while ago about how one of the points you took was that he wasn't a superhero anymore um for me i feel like this movie is the it's like the last movie to kind of really break him down do you know, like he started at the start with like, he's this um, big boss man, big cool guy in company. And then he sees his company as bad. So he tries to become evolved or he tries to redeem himself. And then in movie two, we talked about how through redeeming himself, he still had all that arrogance. 
and he still believed that like he was in control and all he had to do was create all these Iron Man suits that would take care of everything. Um, so he was like privatizing world peace. That was the line from movie two where he still was really cocky. And then in the Avengers, he's still quite cocky, but he starts to realize he's like not the big dog in town. Do you know, like there's other people there. There, He has to figure out how to be a team member. And he realizes that at the end of Avengers, he figures out how to be a team member, how to be the person who makes the sacrifice play. But now we're in the aftermath of that and how he is managing to deal with the realities of facing the world where he's not invincible, um, that he can't fix everything with money and that it's a big, scary world out there. That's how I felt about it. That's I thought that we were now in the world of Stark in kind of reality. What do you think? He's invincible. Yes. He's invincible. Um, I hear that, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I get that, that there was sort of a level of PTSD and vulnerability. Mm. There's also a thing with Pepper happening, of course, in terms of he starts um, a playboy and then, like, the relationship with Pepper evolves yeah. and he's, like, in love with Pepper kind of thing. That's also, like, a personal evolution. I hear all that. I just think that Robert Downey Jr., although he's, like, super fun, I don't think he's, like, great at selling all those kind of more serious, deeper things. I think he was – when there's, like, this fun Playboy thing, but, like, firstly, I don't really see his bond with Pepper. Like, to me, it just stands in for his evolution from, like, um, well – it was just a sexual tension originally because he hadn't slept with her, basically. Right. And then that there was this sort of respect of like, you're not a slut, you're a nice girl and everything. And he's changing his tastes from sluts to nice girls or something like that. And it represents an evolution. But I never really see their bonds. Like, I don't really see, I don't think he sells the emotional stuff personally. But I okay. hear that. But I'm like, I'm not, yeah, I'm not yeah. so super sold. Side point. I also don't really think he has a lot of sex appeal. Like okay. he's a playboy. There's all these beautiful women. But I don't think it's – again, I just don't think it's so deep. I think it might be a little bit like a teenage fantasy of what adulthood and sex is. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily feel genuine to me, a lot of his character. So while I saw a lot of the evolution, it didn't – yeah, it didn't seem super deep to me. That's my comment. Okay. On him. Okay. What do you reckon? Do you, do you reckon you see their bond, like their romance? Um, In terms of, I, yes and no. Like, I never really thought about it too much. It was just like, they've obviously worked together for however many years. She takes care of him and everything. And, like, she's the only one who's ever stuck around and actually cared about him as a person. And he's obviously gone into that. So you see it. I mean, you see it with people, with people growing up with people when they start to kind of get some attention and stuff like that. They become quite superficial. And in that superficial world, especially in the world that we live in with social media and everything, you become dependent on the yes men and the approvers and the people who are always telling you how great you are. And there will always be people around ready to hang off people with money and power always we can see that in the world uh -huh. right now i mean let's like not not to get too deep into current events but let's like kanye west and that whole fucking situation like you know he's able to get away with out 
there in the world in front of everyone's behaviors that nobody else would be able to get away with because of the fact that there's so many people and you'd see all the comments on his like Instagram posts when he's being really really um concerning in his behavior towards Kim Kardashian and all his fans in the posts backing him up and you're like mm-hmm. what the fuck is this because you don't call people out on that and I think yeah, for him Pepper crazy. was the only one who would ever call him out she's the only one yeah. who would ever pull him aside and try to bring him back to reality and that's what yeah. it is for me I feel like in the first few movies he's living in his in his fantasy world that's been created through this ability that he has the money and the power to be able to do whatever he wants and now he's coming into reality and he's coming into okay that's not how the world works it's not a good place to be in the world I need to think about other people not just myself and and trying to be the one person that solves everything because I probably won't be able to and I have to come up with a different way to be able to protect the people but he's not figured out how yet he's still trying to his biggest problem is he wants to save everyone, but he doesn't know how to do it. To me. Okay. And yeah. in the first he's few movies, li- he thought he could, and now he's realizing he can't. He might be a little codependent then with Pepper. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah. Okay, cool. He, he would not survive Relatable. Relatable. Yeah. Anyway, let's go into question number two. What were your best bits or any funny bits or, you know, what do you think? Okay, so you already mentioned my best bit, which was the skydiving scene. Oh. Yeah, I thought that was amazing. Um, It was pretty sick. It was very much like a lot of superhero movies have a scene when someone is falling and they have to Mm. rescue people while they're falling. And I thought this was like a pretty good version of that. Yeah. Loved it. That's true. It is very good, actually. Yeah. It's like an excellent action bit. And then my other, I have another little funny like my funny thing that I thought was funny but do you have anything yeah well I mean my I I brought it up already because I couldn't not bring it up when we talked about Ben Kingsley but obviously the Mandarin reveal is the best bit of the movie like it is just such a great scene where he's in the house and he's running through and then when he just finds Trevor Slattery and he's just and the whole uh, the whole character of Trevor Slattery versus the Mandarin is is beautiful because Ben Kingsley is just beautiful at being able to do that just even the way he changes his voice that deep tone that he has for the Mandarin and then that just pure fucking English kind of rock like he he makes me think in the Trevor Slattery character he makes me think of like you know just an old school like 70s English rock star guy just yeah totally falling around the place yeah exactly yeah they definitely built it like they also like slowly built it up as well yeah and then like there was something off about the whole thing and then but even as they like went from we had that moment but then when they went to the point where um, when he actually meets Rhodey is just the best scene for me I just love that yeah. because I just, I just love the it's that. very clever <laughs> so good it's very clever that they, they did this thing where they were like experimenting and it was going wrong and every time it went wrong or whatever they just had to concoct this terrorist character that was doing these attacks like it's yeah. so original mm. I guess it's, is it from a comic probably yeah Okay. So what what what's what's your next one? Uh, the funny thing I thought was just so good, and I'm going I'm not gonna like I'm gonna say it wrong. Was the little boy, mm. and he remarks it like, um, "I'm Patreon, like it's a pretty good name." And he's like, "No, it's not." <laughs> <laughs> and especially because he's in the middle of like Rorica, yeah. <laughs> and Tony's like LA, so it was just so funny. It was very funny. That's very good. Yeah. 
I like um I've just the the two other little bits that I liked were uh there was I just enjoyed Happy trying to be inconspicuous like Happy is the chief of security guy like the head of security thing mm-hmm. trying to be inconspicuous following your man around town. Oh yeah, it's like, Happy, come on, dude. <laughs> and him not knowing how to use an iPad as well makes me yeah. chuckle. <laughs> and, um, and then there's just one scene that I really like, and it's when it's when Stark it, when he's being held towards the end by uh, by um, what's the character's name? Killian, isn't it? And um, is. yeah, and the he gets his like automated suit, you know, hones in on him, mm. and so he starts kind of blowing the place up. And there's all the the guys, you know, the the standard henchmen that are there with their guns holding holding him up, and he's blowing up everything. And then there's just one guy that just goes, "Honestly, I hate working here. They are so weird." And then he runs away. Yeah. I just loved that. I thought that was really clever as well. I was just like, yeah, you never get that. You always get this idea that all the bad guys are like, be- yeah. that they're for the cause. And there's just guys that are like, they just fucking pay me to this be here, man. I don't want, the- I don't want this shit. So I that this was isn't funny. worth it. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I feel like with these movies, like it's genuinely, there's some genuinely really funny things. It's like the people that are writing really are funny. It's not yeah. like the jokes. They, I do laugh out loud in yeah. a lot of the movies like it, they are funny people i really appreciate that okay so question number three is uh so have a discussion about the technology or the science presented so i picked out two things to talk about did you what what did you want to talk about i want to talk about his bio implants i just like okay, that cool. the suit evolution changes in each movie yes and i like this one was that he had the bio implants Okay. And then specifically, um, it had a really good payoff, obviously. Like when the scene that you were just talking about, um, it had a really nice payoff. And I think uh, there's, a, there's a thing where there's like a wriggling thing trying to get to him, one of the pieces. Yeah. I'm pretty sure in Iron Giant, is it Iron Giant or is it Big Hero 6? Is that a thing in Big Hero 6? No, I can't remember which movie it was. Maybe it's Iron Giant where, he, where Iron Giant has all the, the bits Okay. And there's one bit trying to get there. Like I'd, I've seen that somewhere where there's like a wriggly bit trying right. to get somewhere, trying to adjoin to back to a part of something. I definitely have seen it before. So okay. it's, it might not be totally original, but I thought it was very cute. Oh, yeah. Big Hero 6. I can't remember. It is, it is really Whatever. clever. And, and you're right, because I do like that too as well, that like every time the movie, every time we get the movie, there's a new thing. And we talked about it before, about like it gets smaller and smaller. So, like, in the Avengers, it was the bracelets. The bracelets. And now it's, like, literally implants. So, yeah, yeah, it's kind of, it's really cool that, uh, uh, and it's that, you know, that it can come come and find him. So, I, I did, mm-hmm. yeah, I really enjoyed that. Loved it. How do you feel about Huge the whole range. bio implants thing? How do I feel about it? Do you think that's a thing? Like, do you think that, that that's something that we're heading towards? That you'd be able to, like, implant and then locate something through an implant? Dude. Or locate. I don't fucking know what's going on. All right. Okay. Cool. You can do that. (laughs) Let's move on. There is there is implantable stuff, nanotechnology, but it's like really more to do with drug delivery and health stuff. Yeah. I think. I suppose yeah, like targeting and locating and stuff. So I guess like maybe. Yeah. Nano. God, is what does Julia do? Nano sensors. Bio sensors. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. All for healthcare. I suppose um, we'll just have to wait and see. 
What's happening? Mm -hmm. Were they talking about dun, like, the whole planting, implanting your phone or something weird like that? And it's just like, oh man, Ugh, gross. I know. I don't want like, it in uh, me. I'm very <laughs> against, and and not just me, <laughs> doing anything to the body that isn't necessary for your health. Yeah, that is my position, and I will stick yeah. to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Speaking of, then let's talk about the extremis virus. <laughs> Oh, go for it. Thinking oh, of doing things okay. to your body. So no. I was just looking at it. So I think the the only reason to bring it up really is because it is a general Marvel theme. And one of the most general Marvel themes throughout the comic books and uh, different kind of evolutions of movies and stories and stuff is there's always going to be someone out there who was trying, trying, trying to replicate the Captain America Super Soldier Serum. And that's basically like an evolution okay. of it always is that, you know, we, we had Captain America, we had Erskine, he, he made it, Erskine <coughs> was killed. There is no other Captain America. There's nobody knows what the formula is. No one can make it. So everyone, there's, there's always scientists in the Marvel Universe who are trying to develop um, the Super Soldier Serum. And that's essentially what this is. Uh, we had it with Hulk as well, and now we have Aldrich Killian. And in Aldrich Killian's version, he has made this like extremis virus thing. So it's described as uh, giving a healing factor, um, having exothermic manipulation, so they're able to consciously raise the temperature of parts of their bodies. Okay. And then they also have superhuman physicality, so it enhances their muscular power, bone resilience, and skin density interesting so we talked about like the react we talked about it before in terms of like how you could with the epigenetic modification we talked about that in captain america and the fly so we know that there's certain things that you could do to enhance the body but like be able to um raise the temperature of parts of your body and control them so that you would like <laughs> scorch like i don't like this is madness the intense temperatures the breathing fire come on it's a dragon i can't yeah <laughs> I mean, I appreciate you bringing this for this question, but this was my answer for the last question. <laughs> like, so, but yeah, I think. Okay, no, then yeah. we'll, we can skip to it till then. <laughs> we'll That's do it fine. Then. We'll keep it. We'll keep but, it for then. The other thing that I want to bring up is this is something that I genuinely wrote down that I was like, I need to see this. I need to figure it out, and I've semi figured it out, but not entirely. The equation that Tony Stark writes on the badge. Mm-hmm. So this is the whole thing. The whole thing is that she can't figure out how to stabilize her thing. Yeah. Oh, Tony Stark writes her an equation on a badge. Something happens. I think it gets slightly burned or some shit like that. And basically the whole thing is they need Stark because he's the one who knows what, what this and she's there with the thing and the equation on the badge. So I looked it up and I was trying to figure it out. So what I can tell you about this equation that is on this badge. It is something to do with the commutation of the total angular momentum with the Hamiltonian of the system. We are talking quantum mechanics. Yeah. Okay. In the equation, there's alpha and beta, which might be electrons. Then there's unit vectors and there's something else that I can't quite figure out what it is. But the form of the equation is correct in that it's a version of the Baker-Campbell-Hausdorff formula where e to the z is equal to e to the x, e to the y for non-commutative x and y. But as mm -hmm. to what it's intending to say in terms of how you would use that to stabilize a serum, I have no fucking idea. But I just wanted to say it is an actual real equation. 
Well done, you. Thank you. <laughs> like a, a mechanics Hamiltonian equation. Yeah. What'd you say? What'd you uh, say? It was? So it's the it's a form of the Baker Campbell Hausdorff formula. So yeah, it's relating to um, commutation in quantum mechanics of total angular momentum and the Hamiltonian system. So okay, <clears throat> something to do with energy and electrons. <laughs> so <sighs> that scene. Yeah. cracked me the fuck up in the <laughs> beginning when it was like there's a glitch in my work and it's like <laughs> <laughs> what is this glitch <laughs> oh, a glitch in my work <laughs> everything <laughs> these people like the idea of this lady scientist and her whole demeanor and the whole thing and like yeah. after the solution and like it's just like this and it's always lady free, scientists, free now, it always has to be go. sexy as well, right? Lady scientists, oh, therefore it has to be sexy. But for her, thing. she's like, sex is business, you know, because yeah. I'm a scientist. This is uh, business. Oh, and I, actually, I, I, how did I not just, clock it? That whole she? scene is like sexy science pillow talk, isn't it? Uh, fucking absolutely. <laughs> like leaning over. Yeah. I have no words. Like it was so silly. The whole thing was just, but also how she was kind of like, I'm smart and so I can be mean or I don't know yeah, like, I, what, yeah. what I mean <laughs> but sexy like, what, who are these people who are they catering to and the answer is young boys yeah <laughs> smart lady bitch but hot smart it's sexy she's mean to me <laughs> <laughs> Jesus <laughs> oh, and Peppa so nice and Peppa's girl and she next helps, door when you marry <laughs> All right. Okay, let's go to question four. Um, if you could have anything from the movie, what would it be? Or is there anything that you wish existed in our world? So what I wrote, first of all, this movie is full of like crazy, amazing technology. So technically, like all of it, you know, there's so much. Mm. So, but for me, I, I said Pepper Potts running my life is the <laughs> yeah. thing that I want from this movie. It's this lady. She's amazing. That is so true. I didn't actually even think of that. That is so true. That's what I want. The rest is like not super attractive to me, but I want Peppa. <laughs> Here's me thinking like futuristic, like sci- science fiction-y type technology. And you're like, no, just give me the person. Give me Pepper. <laughs> give me her yeah, organizational skills. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I'm organizationally like I'm such a mess. Like I keep promising that I'll sit down and like do something about my finances, and it just never happens. Yeah. Ever? <laughs> like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> I wish I had a pepper. Okay, that's a fair. Point. How about you? Tell, I was just me. into the whole empty suit, remote controlled thing. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was just great. like just go and do my shopping for me. Just go and like stand in line. <laughs> And cues for me. Wait a second, what's that movie? Isn't there a movie where everyone just looks like shit in their apartments and has like androids? Oh, is there? Walking around. Yeah, and everyone just starts using it all the time. First it was like, oh, just for just for invalids. And then it was like, people just started to get them all the time. And so everyone just looks like terrible in their apartments. I don't pretty know good movie. this movie at all. It's great. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was it really for me. I was just kind of like, cool, if you could just... You go off out. You go to that conference for me. You go stand there and give that talk for me. That'd be great. I have to find this movie now. Okay. 
All right. Hang on, hang on. <clears throat> Surrogates. Oh. Never seen Surrogates. it. Never heard of it. Bruce Willis. Oh, my God. Oh, Bruce. We haven't had a chance to talk about the news about Bruce. What news? Do you fucking watch anything? Do you see anything? No. Bruce Willis no. has aphasia. He's retired now. Basically, that's kind of why his last few movies were really shit. I don't think I understand what that was. Aphasia um, means he's, he's, yeah, so he is, it's to do with um, your cognitive ability to understand speech, like to speak and to be able to understand. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. This is very recent news. Yeah. It's very oh, sad. That's awful. Oh, that's terrible. So, yeah. Uh, do you know, and like, so he was nominated last year for like five Razzies or something because it was like the first, the, it was this whole thing about how it was the most nominated actor in a year and like all his movies and basically they revoked it all. They said like in light of the news, they they basically um, cancelled all of his Razzies for last year. Oh my God. Oh, that's so sad. I know. Oh, that's so sad. We love Bruce. Oh. Yeah, you never know what people are going through, eh? Okay, so let's move into question five then. Uh, Let's come back to this movie. Question five was, what's the most unbelievable thing or ridiculous thing if it wasn't fiction? So I think that there's like this trope about the brain power idea. Yeah. It's the same thing that continues, like we're only using this many percent. (laughs) <laughs> and if we use this many percent, you breathe fire, well, apparently. <laughs> but they tried to make it more sophisticated to the whole scene where he, you know, the brain. That was cool in terms of that visualization. That was an awesome. Yeah. It was a pretty spectacular scene. Yeah. But it was just like the fancy version of Lucy, 3%. Oh, yes. If we're being honest, don't you think? Yeah. And so for me, it was like, firstly, let's bring back the old trope of, we're only using, we have all this extra space. It's like, how do I shrink the kids? <laughs> just yeah. joking. So it's, it's the one thing of like, oh, like that trope, our brain power, mm. but with more science. And then the other thing of like, okay, so that if you change it, you become this, you become that, you become a fire person, apparently. Yeah. Like, how does this one thing get you there? So It's like... Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, you just switch on that part of the brain. <laughs> switch you just, on you, and Yeah, then. You, just, you just turn that part on that says, I can now breathe fire. And then the rest yeah. of your body goes, cool. That's what Bye. I do. And all your cells go like, hey, it's going to get hot in here. Better get ready. Breathing fire. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, so it's two things. It's the brain <laughs> thing and there's the other thing of like, okay, so that one thing... <laughs> And now you breathe fire. Okay, explain that. So that and I had, yeah, and I had another. Oh, I already mentioned the other thing, which is my work has a glitch, which means yeah. my whole workstation just blew up. <laughs> okay, <laughs> those are my things. Because wasn't it like a biologist? Like, why? Why do things blow up? Why is everything on fire? <laughs> what is? Why is it all about fire? So it was. It was this whole heat thing. Like that whole extremist virus was to do with heat so I guess like if we're talking about it as an extension from Captain America then like obviously whatever whatever was in the original super soldier serum that worked for Captain America when it was hit with all these um, 
Vita rays is what activated it. So obviously whatever way Aldrich Killian is doing it, he's not using radiation to activate it because it's some sort of an injection. So there's some instability in it um, that causes um, you to breathe fire or get really, really hot. But then because of your super duper healing powers, it doesn't matter when you get super hot until you get like so hot that you just explode. You reconstitute. Oh, right. Yeah. Then you reconstitute. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So you're saying that the workstation blowing up or the plants blowing up, she was giving it a virus with yeah. her computer. Click, clack, click, clack. And it went, <sighs> and that was foreshadowing. Everyone's going to explode. Yes. Okay. Very clever. All, all's forgiven. Okay. <laughs> Good. Okay. My <laughs> thing, my most unbelievable thing, which uh, I went, I went a bit of a different direction with this was, um, it's when he does the crime scene reconstruction. Now, I like oh, crime shows shit, and everything. Remind me. But so basically he's he tries to look at what exploded and he does like this holographic 3D display thing where he can move around the crime scene. This is like this is basically enemy of the state 3D fucking yeah. imaging reconstruction thing. No. Where you can go it's through Aragon. It. It's Aragon in Lord of the Rings tracking the hobbits when they fled from the orcs battle yeah. oh yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> someone was here they're they're alive <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah but like hunters can track really well so i believe aragon like that's fine but like Strider. i'm just like this this whole thing where he was able to like move things out of the way in this holographic reconstruction of the crime scene and then like find all this evidence and stuff and i was just like mate no you can't no yeah why can you do that suddenly why do you have technology that does everything yeah how can you see through all the the stuff and know exactly what's all there like just no (laughs) but it's also the same it's the same logic as like here's this extremist virus and now you can be your superhuman plus breathe fire and it's like well tony is a genius and that makes (laughs) a genius at everything which means like he also is a crime scene fighter Better than the crime scene fighters. <laughs> but this is the thing. And it's like, so we start off uh, and it's kind of the evolution that we're going to have through Marvel anyway. It's like you start off simple enough in terms of like something happens. But as you go more and more, like the technology, the the fiction of it, the advancements all have to get more and more extreme. Totally. And yeah. So we're just, we're in yeah. one of those realms now where it's just like, what the fuck? That, that- <laughs> But that's that's here's the thing. I know I'm like a quarter of the way through the Marvel films. But part of me is worrying. Like I'm aware that in order to keep this going, they have to come up with new original ways to blow people's minds. Mm. How much further can they go? Like that, it worries me. <laughs> like, they have to do something crazy. Like that's all they've got basically in my yeah. mind is just continuously blow people's minds with more technology and better explosions. And I'm just like, dude, where's this going? Like I'm worried. Well, for them, you're okay. on the trip, so <laughs> you will get to your destination eventually. Okay. <laughs> There's a couple of stops along the way. Okay. Final yeah. comments, Frida. What are your final comments? My final comment is death by piano. <laughs> my best bit. I have another one, actually, but that was the, the piano. That was my favorite. That was, see, speaking of like, what, what do they need to do to keep everyone's attention? I think an entire concert grand piano used to murder, I think, is on the, on the path. 
I mean, isn't that just like old school Three Stooges classic? Yeah, it's exactly yeah, like love it. old school Three Stooges. <laughs> yes, just throwing a piano out the window to a helicopter. Yeah, I've, I saw that episode. I saw that one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay, so my final comment is: but I, I just want to be someone who builds things. Whenever I see Iron Man, I just want to be someone who can do that. I just want to be able to sit in the garage and tinker away with like little electronics and little things and just make something do things. Just love it. Like Bob Lazar. Sorry. Oh, stop right now. How dare you? <laughs> do not bring <laughs> him back it. into our lives. We've moved on from that, Frida. I know. I'm not willing to remain here. I have one more final comment. Yeah. Please go. The speedtest.net in the van. <laughs> when he's in the van. Yeah. And he runs a speed test to check the strength of the internet. I thought that scene was kind of adorable. I like that scene actually with the van with the guy when he gets in and he's got his... <laughs> it's, like it's somebody, he isn't got, it? He, he marked his... Uh, he did his style based on Tony Stark. So he's a guy who was in this TV program called Happy Endings, but unfortunately he looks very like, in some ways, like Max Greenberg, who's in um, New Girl, Schmidt, but it's not Max Schmidt. Greenberg, it's a different guy. Oh. But he does look like like uh, Max Greenberg. I love him. It was a very cute so scene. It Adam Pally. Yeah. It was very cute. And the, and the fact that he increased the speed test, I think it was a joke. Because I actually Googled that. Actually, there's like a Reddit thing on that, that he did the impossible. It was like a joke on Tony Stark being able to do the impossible was that he increased the internet in an environment which it would be impossible. Yeah. <laughs> and people were like, that's impossible. And I think it was always like, that's the joke. Tony yeah. Stark can do the impossible. Like like a internet people know what he did is that like really not possible. Yeah. So it was like, people were like, is that the point or is it just bad writing? I don't know. No. <laughs> it's never bad writing. It's always the These point. These nerds know. Yes. These nerds know. They're making a joke. It was like a nerd joke. <laughs> uh, okay, well, Poor I think guy. that's it. We are done for Iron Man 3. And that's the last Iron Man movie. Oh, good. Mm. I mean, ah. Uh... I mean, we'll see him again in, in other movies, oh, okay. but there's no more standalone Iron Man movies. Do they all get three? <laughs> nah, Do they get three? Um, I don't know. That's a good point, actually. Hmm. I know Thor's getting a fourth, actually. Yeah. So, right. That's it. Iron Man 3 is done. You can join us next week for our main episode, Blast from the Past. And in two weeks' time, we'll be back with Mission Catch-Up and we are on to Thor The Dark World. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.